0: Hello and welcome to Spark My Muse. This is Soul School episode 181, a conversation with Dr. Lorena Coleman Brown. I'm sharing a conversation with you today from October 12th, 2020. It was originally a crowdcast conversation that was live. We had some technical difficulties that made it difficult to get going until around minute 8:20. In the show notes for this episode, I will leave a link if you want to view that episode as it came out in its entirety. One of the technical difficulties we experienced was that everyone could hear me and everyone could hear her, but she could not hear me. So, to answer questions from me, I had to type them out and she had to read them and then answer them, and she was so good on the fly. Dr. Loretta Coleman Brown is someone I consider a spiritual and contemplative elder. I cherish her wisdom. And her ways, and her books, and her scholarship. She is a scholar of Howard Thurman. And in our discussion, we do talk about the work she does. She's a spiritual director and teaches spiritual directors. She speaks about Howard Thurman's spirituality and his his work, his contemplative prayer practices, his ways of centering down and inviting us into a rich spiritual experience with God that doesn't look like typical dominant white Christianity but is from a place of wholeness and deeply embedded and deeply embodied in the core, in the soul. And so I offer this to you during Black History Month as a way to honor Dr. Loretta Coleman Brown, as a way to amplify her voice to other people who may not consider her work or may not know her already. During Black History Month, but during the other 11 months, please consider listening to people who are not like you, learn about and follow the lives of Black Americans and their accomplishments and their work and their scholarship, and be so enriched by those things. Thank you, Larita, for sharing your time with me in our conversations. You're a blessing to me. Your work has influenced my book, The Wildland Within, and for that, I am eternally grateful.
1: I am a spiritual director. I've been a spiritual director for about uh, 12 or 13 years. Uh, I live in the the Atlanta metro area, and I'm a very strong advocate of contemplative spirituality. Uh, I uh, retired a few years back from teaching psychology at a number of of colleges and universities around the country. And uh, since that time, I've been um, really committed to spreading the word about contemplative spirituality to as many people as will listen. And uh, I've been advocating the uh, exposure of Howard Thurman, African-American mystic and theologian, and a very deeply spiritual man who was very much focused on contemplative spirituality. So now I lead retreats and workshops. Just really want people to understand and to know the power of contemplative spirituality. Uh, About 25 years ago, I had um, a heart transplant, and I wrote about that in my book, When the Heart Speaks, Listen, um, Discovering Inner Wisdom. This book really, even though these are conversations with my old and new hearts, it really speaks to the importance of the inner life and to making contact with that part of us that is inside and connected to spirit and so uh, i have really enjoyed introducing people to knowing more about their hearts knowing that the heart organ but also uh, a place for deep inner wisdom i have also utilized um, contemplative spirituality a lot in my uh, healing from that heart transplant as well as a, a kidney transplant uh, a few years later and, um, and some of the other medical ordeals that I've been through. I, I don't think I would be alive without having a very active spiritual life and so I just want to encourage um, as many people as I can to take time to pause and to be still perhaps throughout the day, especially during these turbulent times so that you can begin to reap the benefits of uh, connecting with uh, spirit from inside. So given the times that um, we're in now, where it just seems to be chaos and and trauma, um, I think particularly for uh, those who um, are African-American or uh, part of the non-white community um, that this is a really important time to um acknowledge some of the trauma and grief that uh, we're going through. I think with seeing displays of uh police brutality or and or um comments made in the broader uh, nation that those things sort of trigger um past traumas and microaggressions, etc. This is really uh, an important time to to be taking time to uh, pause. I believe that, for me at least, and I have faced, you know, discrimination in my life on the job, in the kinds of comments people have made, et cetera. And I have found that, again, having an active spiritual life where, you know, I have a regular spiritual practice of, of silent prayer, silent listening prayer every morning and most evenings, um, that it's absolutely essential to ground me for the day and so that I am actually, you know, grounded inside. And so when people, you know, either make remarks or perhaps maybe when I have not been given a promotion or a, um, the job that I wanted, you know, maybe because of racial reasons, maybe for others, I have often decided that I needed to go inside because I think God is the source of everything. So important to go inside and to listen um, for what is the next opportunity or what is the next step um, along the way. I also think that it's really important for us to, during this time, to think about um, the ancestors, the people that have come before us who lived in even worse situations than are occurring now. I know some people might think that that could not be possible, but obviously it was. Um, You know, I think about people like Harriet Tubman, under really dangerous circumstances was able to lead people to freedom. But, and if any of you saw the movie Harriet or know anything about her life, she's a deeply spiritual person, and often did not make moves without guidance. So you know, that pausing that going in that asking, um, not necessarily assuming that you know, uh, what is the best thing to do. So really important to to utilize the spiritual resources that we have. I also recommend that people uh, try to spend some time outside, connecting with the stillness there or with nature in some kind of way. It's very calming, very soothing, because I think the most important thing that we could be doing now is to give our spirits some renewal. It's so easy to get worn out, to get burnout. Um, in all of this. And so um, it is really, I think, a a time when engaging in um, some kind of uh, spiritual practice is important. We all were taught to pray, I suspect, or many of us who are probably listening to this, were you know, taught either by parents or perhaps maybe a church or whatever, you know, to pray. And, you know, I used to have a great to-do list for God. You know, I need this, this, and this. But as I've gone throughout the life cycle, I've come to understand that prayer is a dialogue, it's not a monologue. And so just as you are perhaps presenting your petitions or your desires uh, to the Creator, you also want to be able to listen. And, and this is really important for a couple of reasons. One is that sometimes that's where we get the guidance, maybe not at that moment of quiet, but maybe later on in the day. But the other thing that's so important is to try to reduce the amount of chatter that's going on in our heads. It's a combination of quieting the mind, all that chatter that goes on, you know, conversations about the past or the future, um, and listening for that, that very quiet, silent place within it. it it's there, but it takes a little bit of practice to reach it by sitting down and being quiet I'm sure that you will notice if you do this practice that um, at a certain point you become calmer and you you know it's like your body and your being says you know like an exhale so um, I think it's really important to take some time for that or um, to pause some time throughout the day to um, take a break from all the the, the noises, the, the social media noise, the network noise, the news, um, so important to just, even if it's only for a couple of minutes, to just close your eyes and just exhale, just see if you can find that quiet center within you. I recently uh, took a silent retreat at home with my husband since we're you know, in the middle of the pandemic. We went off the grid for three days, and it was heavenly, seriously, you know, just to get away from all of the, all of the chaos and things that are going on. I am reading these questions here. So Howard Thurman actually was born in 1899, and he was born during that uh, Jim Crow period where it was actually dangerous uh, to be saying the wrong thing or insulting someone. I mean, you could easily get lynched. And he says as a very young boy that um, he was so afraid of the terror that he lived in that he decided to go inside to God. That was his way of escaping it. But he found when he did that that um, he was connecting to something, you know, much deeper. It's like a deep river inside of him. And he started meditating, uh, you know, underneath the oak tree in his backyard when he was like eight or nine years old. Um, He spent a little bit of time with uh, uh, some uh, Quaker mystics and learned to um, understand something about the the light within and to uh, go into that place to not only give spiritual renewal, but to receive guidance as well. And uh, he felt also that everyone was a holy child of God. And by allowing that to be his primary identity, not that he was, you know, black, not that he was, well, actually then colored um, boy, but that he was a holy child of God. And he wanted that identity to be the primary identity for every person, particularly those people who as he described them had their backs against the wall Uh, because you know we obviously live in a in a society and of course at that time it was worse where you know people were just denigrated because of the color of their skin if they were a particular kind of immigrant etc his spirituality was really um you know focused on um establishing yourself as as a holy child of god he loved to be out in nature he had many Sort of mystical experiences in nature, sort of a, that, that oneness uh, with nature. He lived in Daytona Beach, so he spent some time walking along the beach and the, the rivers there. He believed that uh, we could transcend some of the barriers that were surrounding people. He wrote a, a very famous book called Jesus and the Disinherited, where he utilized the story and the oppression of Jesus and linked it to the oppression of. Um, Not only, you know, colored people at the time in the United States, but, you know, all of those who were colonized and oppressed around the world and uh, really felt like that there was something that had gotten lost in, in the sort of establishment of Christianity that was in the message of Jesus that basically helped people to be able to operate in an oppressive world, but with dignity and with being able to live out as much of their potential as possible. So I always love to, to spread the word about him. Uh, One of my favorite books by him is called Meditations of the Heart. He's got beautiful meditations in here, which are lovely to read before you take some time to center down. And As a matter of fact, he's got a lovely meditation in here. How about how good it is to center down. And basically centering down is to, uh, uh, you know, uh, as uh, Lisa was describing earlier uh, before uh, we'd started, it's important to just take some time to silence all of that noise in our head, but also around us. And to just know that deep inside of us, the voice of God is speaking, maybe not in words, and that by centering down and connecting with that, um, again, you can receive guidance, you can be, your spirit can be renewed so that if, say for instance, if you're a person who is very active in the demonstrations now or in the continuing struggle for social justice, that you can then get back out there because you just can't keep going. It's kind of like a car, you know, you got to get gassed up every now and then. So centering down allows, you, allows your spirit you know, to be uh, fueled again so that you have the strength and energy um, to uh, get back uh, down there. So I want to just take a few minutes here and uh, to lead us in uh, practice of uh, centering down. So wherever you are, uh, I hope you uh, have a place to either sit, to just get very comfortable in your chairs, take whatever's most comfortable for you, take a, a few deep breaths. I'm going to just read a couple of words from his meditation, you know, how good it is to center down. Let's just take a couple of minutes to just go to that deep, deep place where we can feel that peace and in many cases joy that comes with being so peaceful. Because clearly, you know, like I said, we're living in a in a world where things are changing and and there's chaos all around us. So so if you can just sit wherever you are, maybe close your eyes, take some deep breaths. Let me just read a bit of this meditation. How good it is to center down, to sit quietly and see oneself pass by. The streets of our minds seethe with endless traffic. Our spirits resound with clashings, with noisy silences. While something deep within hungers and thirsts for the still moment and the resting lull. With full intensity, we seek, ere the quiet passes, a fresh sense of order in our living, a direction, a strong, sure purpose that will structure our confusion and bring meaning in our chaos. We look at ourselves in the waiting moment, the kinds of people we are, and we ask ourselves about who are we, what motivates our days. What are we doing, and where are we going, or where are we trying to go? Over and over, the questions beat in upon the waiting moment. As we listen, floating up through all the jangling echoes of our turbulence, there's a sound of another kind, a deeper note which only the stillness of the heart makes clear. It moves directly to the core of our beings. Our questions are answered our spirits refreshed, and we move back into the traffic of our daily round, with the peace of the eternal in our step, how good it is to center down. So let's just take a couple minutes to just be in that sense of centering down inside of us, and let us just sink into the wondrous presence of the spirit that lies within us, each one of us. Just see if you can just let all those thoughts go about this morning or this afternoon, tomorrow, and
0: just sink down inside.
1: And so as we come out of that, I just, just want to remind you to try as often as you can to center down and to give your being a, a chance to just relax for a few minutes and to just take a break from all that's going on and to just make that connection. It's so important in our inner lives them to be calm and sometimes it's important to pay attention what's going on in my inner life what's going on inside how am i feeling there because oftentimes it's what really um, sets up outer life. i just want to uh, read uh, another quick prayer or close up with a blessing and hope that just in this short amount of time you have been able to uh, just taking one or two tips so that you can continue to, despite all that's going on, walk this earth, walk your journey in some peace and some tranquility, no matter how much noise and craziness are going around with you. So let us close our eyes in, in this prayer as we end here. Almost oh, Holy One, we are so thankful for this soul school break. A break from the action, a break from the noise, a break from all that is going on around us during these turbulent times. And we ask that you will give us the strength and the resolve to do what we are called to do. And we ask that you will give us the guidance to be where we need to be. And we ask that you will take us there with your peace and your joy and your grace, so that as we walk this journey towards the light, that we will also be able to bring with us all of our brothers and sisters who are suffering in any sort of way And we know that your presence is always there. And so we ask that you will help us to remember, just to
0: remember that you are with us always. Amen.